Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to All Know Better Podcast. I'm Smarty, and tonight I'm joined by podcast regulars uh, Mez, Carl, Adam, and Jay. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, all good. Thanks. Wonderful stuff. All good. Um, so we are missing Gilly tonight, uh, who normally handles the uh, predictions. Uh, so for the Palace predictions, I'm going to hand over to Jay, if you will, sir. Well, I'm, I'm buckling under the weight of this responsibility, but um, I'll do my Not best me. with this. <laughs> so. Going in uh, in order of what I've got in front of me here, uh, courtesy of our friend Gilly. So Adam went for 2-0 leads. So there's five points for Adam. One lad. Didn't expect that. Uh, Becky, gone, she's gone for 3-1 leads. She gets three points because uh, she got the winning margin and, the re- and we won, so that's correct. Um, Bren, 2-0 leads, so he gets five points. Uh, M. Render, 3-1 leads, three points. Gilly, he went 3-1 leads, so three points for him. Jason, he went 2-0 leads, so he gets five points as well. I think that's his first one he's got right, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, me, obviously, I went 4-1 leads, so I get a point. I can live with that. Uh, Carl, three points. You got 3-1 leads. Uh, Kay went for 2-1 leads, so she's got one point. Mez, you went for 4-1 leads, like me, so you've got one point. Nicola went for 2-1 leads. She's got one point. Smarty, 2-1 leads, so another point. And Ash, finally, with 2-1 leads as well, so a point for her. Points all round, then? Yeah, we, I don't think anybody went against us there. We all, we all went for the leads win, which um, is pretty positive. Uh, looking mm-hmm. at the table after that, somehow Becky's up top, and I've, I've got no idea where she's come from. <laughs> um, Ash is still second, but level are Smarty and Gilly. Yeah, I'm so doing the leads. I'm dropping down the table just nicely. <laughs> nice. All, all joint second there. Yeah. Um, and then there's me in sort of technically in third, I guess, um, with Nicola. And then there's Kay and Bren. And then after that, it doesn't really matter because, you know, just a drop. <laughs> <laughs> just 
Drops down at the bottom. Bottom feed. Who's bottom? <laughs> Jason's totally at irrelevant. bottom on minus two. Um, with then render <laughs> just above on zero points. Wow. Adam, you're uh, you're barely alive there on two points, but obviously you got you got the uh, the right score this week, so you're going to shoot up the table and get an update <laughs> from uh, from Gilly. So yeah, I've just realised the table that he's given us is is the one without these prediction points on, isn't it? Ah, there you go, That'd be about right. No, no, that's, or, or is it? No, that's, or is that's it just that you did version. so badly, Adam, that five points has only brought you up to two because you're doing that shit? Stop the count. I demand a recount. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's the update version. Donald Trump in the version. Ignore yeah, it. I'm right. confused. I ain't no, got a clue what's going on. So, yeah. So you're uh, you're just on two points now, Adam. You're you're just above the bottom there. You're, you're clawing it back up, just just like in life, mate. You're, you're fighting back. Yeah, fighting back. Can I um, can I make a confession? You know, last week, and I know our listeners would have heard this. I um, I was adamant that I guessed Everton one two one, and then realised that we actually didn't do predictions for Everton game. So, in light of my uh, and trying to get five points last week, I need to come clean, boys. And I actually said on the podcast that I, it would be three nil uh, leads. Uh, so I uh, I I will. Uh, Try and do the honourable thing and say the absolute snake in the grass he is. Oh, do you know? Yeah. Got, I tell you what, Gilly's got his favourites, hasn't he? Let's that's, that's, you that's an oh, administrative you, nightmare for Gilly. Follically challenged. Oh, you baldies. Yeah, they all stay together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with the baldies. How <laughs> <laughs> about you? You guys are laughing in this lockdown. What rest of us look like bloody idiots chuffing cabbage patch kids. Hell yeah. I'm used oh, to it. You now. look like idiots, yeah, Sound. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that one. Where's our um, control So the Palace game, then. Um, if you did, if you missed out a post-match analysis on the Brady and Coke with uh, Jay and Gilly, uh, that was out today. But if you haven't listened to it, then head over and give it a listen. It's a really, really good listen. Uh, we've got a special introduction as well from a disgruntled um, Palace fan, which is really enjoyed uh, it's, that. It's pretty good. That I like how we, I like how we <laughs> drop that one in there. Does anyone get anyone else, anything else to say uh, regarding the, the Palace match? Just, just that it was probably just probably that it was our probably our most uh, dominant performance I'd say this season. I probably I haven't had a chance to listen to Barrett last night's Brad in court because whoever's in charge of the socials didn't decide to tweet out until uh, tea time tonight. Uh, I don't know who that is though. Um, <laughs> who who but, could but, that have been? But yeah, I'm probably only know. echoing <laughs> probably only echoing what was said last very, night. Very busy. <laughs> <laughs> that we were we were absolutely dominant. They, they never even looked like beating us or, or even scoring for that matter, really. So I don't Do you think know, first match last night, we, there was never a point really that Palace looked threatening. Um, they looked like they, they set up to not get beat and the other goal kind of ruined the plan there and they didn't seem to know where else to go with it after that. So I think that we I, I think that we looked comfortable all the way through. Yeah, I, I think it was that, that the performance was that good last night. I think I watched the rerun on uh, Sky Sports Premier League today. Like, did you? I watched, I watched the highlights. Yeah. About two I, 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 I had it stuck on in the background, and it was just nice to be able to kind of sit there and watch it over again and just be like, <laughs> "We've won this already." <laughs> Adam, do you know what I say, mate? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I was talking to a few boys at work about it today, and there's, there's. It was split 50-50. Some of the lads were saying, were Leeds brilliant or were Palace just absolute dog shit? And I, I kind of have to sit on the fence. I thought we were in control. I don't think we really got out of third gear at any point last night. The only player that did get out of third gear were Rafinha and he was fucking unplayable. The rest of them, I just don't, I don't think there was any other standout player. It was just a solid 
professional job against a typical shit Roy Hodgson team. Um, but it was it was brilliant to watch us in control of a game from start to finish. I don't think we've seen that at all this season. Um, so whilst it was a great result, I'm, I'm certainly not getting carried away with it because Palace will wank. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I was going to say they're, they're the epitome of a one-man team, aren't they, Palace? Without Zaha, they, they, yeah. they looked a bit hopeless, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I don't think they got out of third gear last night. I think it were it were just cruise control from the start, um, and and that's it, really. Easy, easy. So, I won't say easy three points because it, it certainly did more damage to us on the on the on the first leg, so to speak. But yeah, yeah nice, comfortable win. So echo kind of yeah. what you just said, Adam. It were it were nice to watch a game where. You weren't shitting yourself every time a ball came into the box. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. a new experience for me that watching Leeds this season. I had a I had a friend of mine text me today and he thought that um he thought that in parts we were very negative, where we'd get into their half and then we'd kind of start passing it back. And I I kind of looked at it and after watching it again today, I could see his point a little bit, but it was only in the last 20 minutes and I put that down to us being able to, we're learning how to see out a game rather than, you know, obviously there was areas could bomb forward when we, when we brought it out like that before we went back. But I, I think I, I actually prefer doing that with 20 minutes to go against a team like that. They were frustrated. We had the ball, just keep it and see the game out. Don't concede, get your clean sheet. But I'd like, you can see why some people might think it's negative. Like, but, that's because we're so used to seeing us for 90 minutes absolutely nailing teams to the wall if we can, like, you know. That's to, usually to, we're chasing yeah. the game, aren't we? Because we Yeah, yeah, but to see us controlling the game like <laughs> that is, uh, it was it was quite comforting last night, I think, you know. It's normally us contra- uh, conceding in first minute. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make it hard for Enjoy the soul. <clears throat> On to the poll then. Uh, every week we ask the listeners via a poll on Twitter to choose from multiple options to which the outcome is used as a main topic for the pod and I'm going to hand over to Carl uh, to discuss Uh, the poll outcome yeah sound nice one Smarty Um, well like Smarty said we do the poll uh, weekly Uh, we had uh, hands off our talent Uh, we're going to Europe or turning teams over Uh, now with the resounding 60% it was hands off our talent please I voted for Europe (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I, I've only got a, a passport that's about a year and a half old, and I quite like the new <laughs> little bit, like you know. Um, but we're going to go with the hands off our talent because that's uh, the sixty percenter. Um, so I'm going to go to Adam. Uh, who, in your opinion, would be the ones that would bring us in the most money, and who do you think might leave in the summer? I think the obvious answers to who would bring in the most money with all the garbage press going around at the moment is Raf and, uh, and Calvin. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we've got ready-made, not ready-made per se, but we've got talent in those positions that could come in. You know, you look at the potential Shackleton's got and things like that. Yes, he's not going to be Calvin, but we could get. I think we could get by by in a couple of years of cashing in on Calv. Same with Rafinha. Attacking, you know, talented Brazilian wingers. Fuck me, there's millions of them. The one player that I think we must hang on to for all eternity is Melier. Simple as that. I think, I, I honestly, if Calvin went for 50 million, 60 million, I'd be gutted. Of course I would. But I think with Bielsa, we could create another Calvin. I don't think we can create another Melier. Um, so that's, that's, that's the talent. That is the, 
the main man for me. And I think there's a couple of stats come out over the uh, uh, over the past 24 hours. I think he's it. Melier's the the only other goalkeeper to have kept as many clean sheets under 21 was Joe Hart, yeah. and he was yeah. fucking England number one. Yeah. He was at 70 caps. Is that in the season. Or or still got season. It's for a season. No, no, it's for. Oh, so he's still a chance to break that then. So it's yeah, yeah. break it. Yeah, yeah, 100 break it. Um, and then you've got, and then was it last night? He had more passes, completed passes than Eze. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so he, he's the one. Melier's the Melier's a talent. Um, Calvin at this point is, you know, he, he's the focal point. Rafinha is just, you know, an, an underdeveloped Neymar, if you will. But yeah. you can always find another fucking Rafinha. You can always find a talented winger to come in and blow the league away for a season. Can you Damn. find a, a keeper to do as well as Melier is doing? So. Yeah, this is the thing. Like Melia has proper put his his stamp on that number one. Like last season, we were kind of looking at it, and we were kind of he's a bit young. He'll get us through the last ten games, but he proper proved himself. And like we've, I, well, I, I I've been kind of championing him as as France's number one in the next, I'd say the next year, year and a half, he'll definitely get in a first team, uh, a first team national game. I think he'll get he'll make the bench. There's no one better. Like I think Loris is coming to the end of his kind of tether I think at the moment and and like the, 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 there's no outstanding French keepers that anyone's ever heard of now at the moment you know and I think like years ago you had a few you had Barthez and you had a few others you know you had that keeper from Marseille uh, years ago as well and he, you know but now sure who, who's who's in his way like there's no one and I think really? like you said Adam definitely the one to keep like definitely the one to keep 100% I think yeah. the uh, with regard to what you said about Rafinha, Adam, um, I think a lot of the plaudits have got to go out to Victor Orta and the team for bringing in somebody for, to a promoted team of, of his quality for 17 million quid. Uh, I think you're quite right. There's a lot of talented wingers out there. There's a lot of talented wingers that have joined a newly promoted team for 17 million quid uh, and have the, have the impact that he's had. Uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we establish ourselves more in Premier League, We've got more money to spend and whatnot. We, yeah, we could, he is replaceable, but is he replaceable for the money we paid for him? Absolutely not. No, no chance, no chance. But no, I don't think. I think. Would I you think take forty-five mil for him? Sorry? No, I'd want more. Would you take forty-five mil for him? Nah, twenty-two-year-old, isn't he? I wouldn't, mate, because who else would you get? Like, you'd, you'd end up spending more money to get a player equivalent of yeah. that. So his That's work rate's even, fucking tremendous. No sense in it. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm just being honest. I wouldn't take 45 either. Watch but... out. You, you need to watch out. Don't wind him up. He'll burn your cap. I think you're right, Adam. Um... <laughs> 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 you know, he sits in the dark, so they can't use a still for the podcast, <laughs> you know, when he goes postal. Uh, 24. Do you know, like, out of the, out, like how, how long do you think he's going to stay at the club? I would hope for a long time. Yeah, how long was his contract? It must have been a five. Year, was it a five-year contract? When he Don't signed? mean fuck all. Patrick oh. Bamford were putting him in the shop window last night. The daft shite. Yeah, no. yeah. And then he apologised for saying bloody. Come along and nicked him. Like, well, you shut the fuck up, not <laughs> bloody hell. And then he said bloody. I mean, <laughs> he got yeah, like, yeah. shy about I saying bloody. He's brilliant. He's what brilliant. a legend. Yeah. But, so, like, what do you reckon now, Jay? Did we'll just go to you quickly? Like, do you think? Um, do you think? 
if we do <clears throat> we do offload them, we're going to look at youth or we're going to try and buy big in the market if we ever do have to offload any of them. I don't know. To be honest, I, uh, we've got some really good young players, but I don't think there's anyone who could step into those shoes, you know. Um, I think if we did offload him, we'd have to go into the market because we would be missing such a key player in my eyes. He He's the one signing that's really made a difference this year. Like, you could take any of us out of the team as we have through, you know, enforced absences and the team will keep rocking and keep Rafinha in there and we're doing great. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. Take him out and put one of the others back in. I don't think... I don't think we'd have the same impact as we do with him in the team. So for me, you've, you've got to recruit if you let him go. I just hope that we don't. It's just when you look at who we replaced, you know, Costa. Yeah, I know, I know. You know what I mean, I mean, I've got to be realistic at, at risk of getting lynched. And I said this on Twitter to somebody um, when they were talking about Liverpool being in for him, and somebody said, "Oh, he left the Champions League side to come play for Leeds." And I was like, "Hang on a minute, mate. You know, he was playing for Wren and." <laughs> At the end of the day, they might be in the Champions League. They ain't got hope in hell of winning it. No. Whereas if somebody like Liverpool comes calling, you know, he might think there's a good chance here I could get a Champions League medal, you know, that sort of thing. So I think you've got to sort of hold your breath a little and hope that he doesn't want to leave if his head's turned. But at the same time, we're a newly promoted team and if, if somebody offered big money and he did fancy that, it'd be hard to sort of hold it against him. But I would hope that he'd at least give us a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whoever comes in is going to have to pay fucking stupid money, a bit like what we went through with Ben White. So, yeah, do you know what I mean? We don't have to sell him, yeah. That's it. I suppose it's down to it's down to the player as well. If you if you've got a team like Liverpool or City or anyone like that that was going to come knocking, your head's going to get turned. No matter who you are or what club you're playing for. Um, but from a I suppose from a club point of view, you know. Our our uh, scouting at the minute seems to be pretty good. We seem to be making some decent um, some decent signings to replace Rafinha. Were we lucky spending seventeen million and him fitting so well into how our squad players and stuff like that to replicate that? Yeah. It might be a bit in miss. You might spend another twenty million on a flop. I don't want to I don't want to single out Costa on here, but that's a fifteen million pound pound player who can't play in Premier League or. As far as far as we're aware, as far as what we've seen so far in this in the season, he can't play in the Premier League. He looks lost when he comes on. So how many how many of those signings are you gonna to have to make before you can get a player of, of Rafinha's standard? Say we sign say we sell him for sixty million. Are you gonna is it gonna take three goes at twenty million a pop to get someone as good as Rafinha? Who knows? So it's probably within it's the club's best interest to try and bloody keep hold of him. Um yeah. but you know I think that I think that just reiterates out what the job that auto does on behalf of Bielsa. We've we have we not just got a good footballer there, but we're we're bringing good characters into the club as well. You know, lads that aren't thinking that they're better than the club. They're not posting stuff all over social media. Um, a great example was Ben Rama when I think we were looked oh, at him yeah. and he put that fucking video on on uh, on, on yeah. Twitter or whatever it was uh, of him. I, don't, I can't even remember what it was. He's fucking shy anyway. Uh, He's nailing the coffin. I've ever seen that. Anyway. Yeah, and I think that just. Yeah. I mean, that just as I said, just reiterates Bielsa's and and Orta's recruitment and and what they look for. They're not just looking for skillful, fantastic players. They're looking to, at players that are going to be able to change the squad. For the better, not only skillfully and potentially, but actually, um, actually with their mental attitude as well. I have this image in my head of Bielsa seeing that video of uh, Ben Rama and just sort of sitting there drinking his cup of tea, uh, his Costa, 
and uh, spitting it out checking, while he sees it. Shaking <laughs> his head and then turning around to wall behind him where he's got all photos of players he wants and crossing him out with a bit of uh, <laughs> the <gets> across him. <laughs> and his coffee lid at it. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I, um, do you have anything to add to that now, uh, Adam or Anthony? Or? No, I think I think everyone's, I think we're all aligned with, with Finneri is that he's, you know, yeah. going to be incredibly difficult to replace for the money we spent. But that, to me, just, you know, um, Smart, you made a great point about cost of being 15 mil. Two million pounds worth less than fucking Rafinha. And yeah. McBurney and Brewster at Sheffield United, 20 million yeah. a pop. Just shows how fucked the English market is and why it really does. Abroad. You look at Mahrez came from France, 400 grand at Leicester, can't eight, 800 grand at Leicester. So if we're going on that business model that Leicester are doing, then we've got to expect big money. You know, we, we're paying pittance, really, for the talent. We, we've just got to take the fucking money and just keep keep going. Leicester keep seem to keep replacing those players. You know, they've replaced Kante. We've got 60-odd mil for him and fucking bought Mendy for five mil. So they're, they're mm-hmm. turning over. It's money ball, isn't it? And if, if you spend big in England, you're fucking stupid, as we're seeing with Costa and the Sheffield United are seeing with relegation. Yeah, it's, just, it's a joke, the price of the young English players like that. I remember when we were in for Watkins and all that, and they were just like, yeah, 25 million. And we're just like, you're joking. Is it, it's a guy who's only ever played championship level, and we're just not going to pay that sort of money for, for someone like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we really fancied them as well at one point by all accounts. But well, it's 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 weird you, you say know. that though. I mean, when Villa got promoted, they, they looked at spending what it what it thirty million rumored to be uh, in for Calvin Phillips. So I suppose Probably. it depends what sort of business model your club you know has, as uh, so to speak. But I think us Leeds were a hell of a lot more careful, and uh, as purse strings are a little bit tighter. Um, not necessarily. I think we've been. I think we've been had by wolves. Uh, on two occasions. Uh, Did you think we'd been had by Wolves? Did you think we'd been had by Wolves when he was playing out of his skin? Though I thought he had some really good games last season. Last season, I thought he did all right. Yeah, he did, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll be honest, but I mean, like in Premier League, Douglas is nowhere to be seen. He's gone, and and, yeah. and Costas, you know, looks like he yeah. might be on his way out as well. Even though he still does make the bench, but what does you he bring? You know the inflation and prices for for English talent now. Do you think is that down to the new rule because they want? a certain amount of English players and a match day squad and a lot of the bigger, more established teams as, as Bamford corrected himself uh, the la- last night. Um, they're, like, because Chelsea bought a load from out foreign, like Chelsea, but like there's loads of teams that have bought foreign youngsters mm. and they're not going to class as British talent just because they've come from the youth ranks, mm. you know? So do you think is that a, a reason as to the inflation in, in English players' prices? Like, British players. It's definitely got to be an element of that, hasn't there? Because yeah, so. if the authorities say you have to have this many players in your quota that are homegrown or whatever, then you know those people become a commodity because you have to have them. And nobody wants what to legislate as homegrown, though. Um, I think it's trained by a club in this country for a certain period so of time. Could get, you could get some foreign lads in and, and keep them here for a while. And is that, yeah, yeah. Is that and eventually we'll become home home grown, grown, yeah. They've the, got the to be under 18 when they start the training. So they've got to be bought before they're, before they're 18. They've got to be signed. And they've got to have um, played a certain amount of games by their 21st birthday. And then their okay. clusters. And they've not allowed to... I don't think they're allowed to have... Um, 
played, represented their country at senior level either. Is that supposed Something, to stop some stockpiling now? Well, Chelsea's yeah, academy. Yeah, but look at Liverpool. Like a fish yeah, farm, isn't it? Liverpool are fucking yeah. nations, isn't it? Thousands of them. Man, man they had something like 50-odd youth uh, players out on loan there two seasons ago or something. Yeah. But like the, yeah, the but half of them were all over Europe. Like We had, we had two-hour oh. players. We had Blackman and um, Izzy Brown. Brown, yeah. And they yeah. had loads of players yeah. like that. Like and Hudson and all that. What Patrick Bamford a, a loanee of Chelsea's when he were at Borough as well? Yeah. Yeah, the Borough mm. bottom off. It's crazy. It's crazy. Talking of English players, look at Liverpool. Jordan Ibe, 35 million. Dominic Solanke, 25 million to Bournemouth. Oh, oh, Little, little teams. What did Nathan Nacho go for? And they're spending 60 mil on that. Fucking idiots. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who did do a bit, good bit of business on an English player. Leeds United selling fucking <laughs> Jack Clark um, for, for 8 million Jack to Clark. Tottenham. I was just thinking about that before when yeah, we were talking about the selling what talent. Harry Maguire? <laughs> I saw something on Twitter last night about um, who is it that owned, is it Levy down at Tottenham? Oh, they've had uh, Leeds' pants down, you know, charging them 300 grand, <laughs> 300 grand for the pitch. And I thought, not as much as we had his pants down selling him Jack Platt for 8 million. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I remember when he left and he said he did that interview and said the plan was always to leave Leeds. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I didn't give two flying fucks. I was laughing all the way when he went. I was, I was a bit gutted at the time because I thought he, he was a promising talent, but he's done fuck all since. So He, he wasn't right when he came off of that game against Middlesbrough, was he? When he came off at half no, time. He, or... When he nicked 10 Red Bulls. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't play, did he? He was just on bench and had a, had a bit of a wobble or something. No, I, he played, did he? He came off. I don't think he did. He came I can't remember. I just he came he, off. Uh, and then he was goals. Oh, whatever. Regardless, he was down uh, on the pitch and had to be taken off, didn't he? He stretched it off on the pitch or something like that. Well, I think he came off and then just fainted. Yeah, seven point seven anyway. million still up on them wankers anyway, aren't we? So. Yeah, we, we got eight million. Now. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys. I'm going to move us on to the uh, the Arsenal game um, this weekend. Are we uh, are we open for a good result? I'm going to go to you, Luke, straight away. What do we uh, What do we think, mate? What we're going to do? Well, I mean. I think if we go off, off the last last game and, and the form we're in, I think I think they're in for a bit of a surprise. I've been, I've been reading some of the Arsenal uh, Arsenal fans' tweets and that over over the past day or so as well, especially since since the result last night. I think they're quite concerned. It's quite a nice position to be in as a newly promoted club uh, to actually have Arsenal fans who should probably be competing for European, probably Champions League football, realistically with the money they've spent, uh, to be worried about little old Leeds United that have only been promoted after sixteen years. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's a lovely feeling to be in, and I think I think we'll cause them some trouble. Uh, I think they've got a lot of quality in that side, uh, and they've come into a bit of form themselves uh, over probably the last five or ten games. Uh, they, they, I think they're the most informed side uh, up until a couple of games ago. So, so yeah, I'm hoping, expecting for a good, expecting a good game. Really, It'd probably be end to end, lot lot of lot of open open field, um, and and as Bamford said last night, we we sort of enjoy playing away a bit more at the moment just simply because of the pitch. There's no fans. It doesn't make all that much difference um, because of the pitches. Uh, it was quite open and said the pitch before was shite. Now it's really, really, really quick. Um, so so the, the pitches that we play on away that are bedded in, so, so to speak, uh, sort of suit leads and the rest of the squad squad a bit more. So, so yeah, expect, expect a, a good good game. I think it'll be relatively close. I don't think it'll be a, uh, a runaway winner. We missed the chance to beat them, didn't we, earlier on in the season? And I'd, yeah. 
I expect us to I expect us to push them a bit further this time and, and take the win. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, have you got anything to add, Jay? Um, I think it's going to be a different game to last time we played them. Um, much like one of the poll options made actually about how we now turning teams over that beat us, you know. Um, I think that we'll we'll give them a bit of a shock, and I think that they're on a bit of a, a downward spiral at the moment. We've got to try and capitalise on that. Um, I'm just having a look at some of the sort of early team news to see if there's anything come out about it. And um, apparently, David Luiz will be back, so that's good for us. Because um, he's fucking shy. And uh, they're hoping to have Thomas Party fit, apparently, even though they thought he was going to be out. So he's done fucking say. nothing. Sorry. Well, no, that's true. But he's still a quality player. Um, <laughs> Kieran Tierney might be back as well. Don't really care. I think we'll beat him, by the way. Um, they've had a few defeats recently. We've had a few wins. We're, we're on better form than they are. Fingers crossed. And hopefully we um, don't concede an early goal because that always seems to be the undoing for us. And teams do seem to go at us a little bit at the start of the game. Yeah, they yeah, also yeah. play. They, they play. They play Benfica on thir- the Thursday after playing us as well. Uh, mm. So while they've got a few players coming back, I mean, I, I was saying they were, they were the form team up until I think the last two games uh, in the league where they've been beaten. I think it was Villa and then uh, somebody else beaten Wolves. I think before that, uh, when was it? Louise got sent off. Against Wolves, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, they, so, so up until just before that game, they were the informed team in the league, and they were they, they were playing some good football. You know, players were start started performing. I think that Joe Willock and Saka um, were playing really well for them, um, and uh, and yeah, I think I think up until I think we had we played them a couple of games ago, I'd have been a little bit more worried. Um, but I think yeah, we've got, I, would, yeah. I think we I think we've we've sort of come into a bit of form now. I think they're out of form. They've also got a big Europe Europa League game. I think it's around the thirty two. Uh, uh, away at Benfica on the Thursday after the Sunday as well, so they'll be mm. looking looking forward to that. Um, I just think it's a good time to be playing Arsenal uh, as a as a as a Leeds team that's in form. Well, they've lost the last two, so let's hope that continues. Well, we are we have a bit of a confidence team out when we seem to uh, we play well, uh, especially as well as we played against Palace. So I'm hoping we'll, uh, well, hopefully we'll we'll turn it on against these lot and uh, and show them what we're all about and finally get a win over them. Is there any news on? Is there any any news on on our in, any of our injuries in terms of Rodrigo or anything? Because I think we've been. I've said this before previously. We look far more balanced with with Dallas Click and and KP in midfield than we do with Rodrigo. Uh, mm. Although he's fantastic and he offers a lot moving going forward, he offers fuck all defensively. Does 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 Rodrigo for me? Um, he's not he's not a defensive player. His defensive work rate is shite. Um, but he's a fantastic player, so he almost gets for gets in the team on that. Um, mm. But 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 for me, we've looked a far better and more balanced team with with Click, uh, Dallas, and and KP in midfield, and I'd, I'd like to see that. Um, I'd see that continue, but I don't know the much. Championship about it. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it is it because the the lads are so used to playing with each other and know you know know, know where they are all the time? You know, Probably. you play you play with guys next to you for for two seasons. You probably are going to play better with the lads that you've been playing with two seasons than a guy who's just coming at the start of the start of the year yeah. and in bits as well. He, he didn't he, he didn't come into the starting eleven straight away, did he? We introduced no. off the bench for, for it's not first, just five it's games. not just that though, is it? He's playing Bale's system as well. They've been exactly, playing for yeah. a few years. He's a nine anyway, isn't he? Let's be honest. I mean, he's, he he was he was brought in because people didn't expect Bamford to be able to do it in the Premier League. Um, and Rodrigo was brought in as as the new nine, I think. Um, mm. And because Bamford's been fucking shit hot, he hasn't had a look in at nine. Um, so so 
Bielsa's noticed he's got some creativity about him. Tried to put him, not in the 10, because we don't play with a 10, so to speak, but in that attacking midfielder role um, that, that, that we use. And he don't get me wrong, there's no fucking doubt he's absolute class. He's got some class about him. Some of the touches and his passing and, and things. Yeah, um, but I just don't think he moulds as well with, with the midfield two of either Click or Dallas and, and KP. I just, think, I just think the three of those in together just, just think, bring far more balance and they seem to work a lot harder as well. What are your guys' thoughts regarding Rodrigo and maybe offering a little bit of competition to Bamford? I mean, in in my opinion, you know, when when Enketia was at Leeds, Bamford were playing well. Then he kind of fizzled out. He left. Obviously, went back to Arsenal. We got big Kevin. He were in and around Great doing training. Bamford's okay, form no. seemed to dip a little bit, but since obviously we've reintroduced another bit of competition for him. Is it is his form picking up? Is he is that what he, is that what we think we need? Bamford is he, is he need someone who's going to there to push him along and try and keep him on his toes a little bit? What, what are your guys' thoughts regarding that? I reckon well, so. I think yeah. he knows that if he drops his levels, that Rodrigo will get a chance at nine. We all know that. Didn't mm. he? Didn't he get played at nine in the cup game? In the yeah. fuck all like yes. It shows that Bielsa does still see him as a front man. Yeah. I think I think it's worth noting as well that the players that we brought in, um, I mean, Big Kev was 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 injured all the time. So when we brought Enketia in, he was a young understudy, uh, whereas Rodrigo's a sort of different type of competition. He's somebody who's played for fucking Spain at number nine uh, and played well. Uh, so it's probably helping Bamford's confidence rather than potentially being a bit of a who's this young kid that's coming into as a loanee trying to take my place at Leeds United. Um, I think he's actually. Bramford's working even harder than he's ever worked. You watch him, some of the fucking running he does, man, he's un- so unselfish. And Never he was saying stops, last night, when, yeah, he was saying last night while he was interviewed, the defending starts with him, uh, and he's quite right. He fucking closes that back line down so hard, and even when he doesn't get a goal or he misses the odd chance, and that you don't really mind too much anymore because he does. He works so fucking hard for Leeds United um, uh, that that he, he deserves a break now and then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I know what. At times in the past, but I don't think anyone else could do quite what he does for us. Absolutely not. Go on, Cal. Uh, I just mm-hmm. going back to the Rodrigo thing where you were saying that, um, Mez, you were saying that you prefer to click, uh, Klitsch, Dallas, and, and Phillips trio in midfield. Like, I just, I've noticed that we've kind of sometimes we have we lose that creativity in that number 10 role when. Click is there because he he he's asked to defend as well as he is try and create. Now he played some lovely balls about the place last night. Don't get me wrong, but I just found that Rafinha and Harrison were linking up quite well with a like-minded player just in behind Bamford. And mm-hmm. I think at the moment, I think that's where Bielsa sees him until obviously Bamford is surplus to requirements. I'd imagine, but I think with him in there. That's that's kind of where he, he he sees him linking up the the wide play as much as possible, you know, being that link between the midfield and and the attacking line. Like, is that why you I, think Bielsa sees sees Rodrigo at the moment? Yeah, until Bamford becomes surplus to requirements, yeah, yeah. and then obviously you move Rodrigo forward, and you have bought in a number ten to play yeah. that role, and then continue to link the play there as well. Like, but I I don't yeah, know. What do you point. do you think? Like, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair point, and I think as I, as I sort of sort of alluded to it a little bit earlier, that is pretty much because he's got that class and he's been and done it for Spain. That Bielsa mm. feels he's pretty much got to be in the team because he adds so much value 
going forward. Um, that's just my personal opinion that, and I'm not going to go against fucking Marcelo Bielsa, but we do look far more balanced and energetic in midfield with without him in there. So moving on to the predictions for the Arsenal game then. Uh, I'm going to go around the room and ask you what uh, how you think we're going to do. Uh, Mez, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I think I think um, we are going to concede, uh, but I think we'll be, we'll be too strong, play them off the park, and I think we will... Uh, we'll score three of his own. I'm going to go for a uh, away win, three-one leads. Wonderful stuff, Adam. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Mez. Um, I think we'll concede. I think we'll concede a, a sloppy goal, um, but I can I can see us outscoring them and outplaying them. And I think they 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 seem to have a lot going on behind the scenes at the moment at Arsenal. There's a, a lot of stuff on social media that I'm sure people have seen. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I can see him going into a bit of free fall after the Villa game as well, and yeah, I can see it being two one. I'm going to go with. I think we'll, I think we'll make it look comfortable as well. Two one, Jay. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to go four one. Um, it's got to happen at some point, and why not against Leeds? We're on good form, <laughs> and and they're not so much. So who knows? Anything's possible. If there were ever a game, I'd want you to be right. It's definitely, definitely this. <laughs> um, Carl, lastly. No. <laughs> Go on, all right. I've only been let down by the people who didn't have faith in us against uh, Leicester. Um, and I've only been I've, I've only been let down by those people. So hang your heads in shame. Left, <laughs> let down by his own kin. Yeah, by his own mates. Well, uh, I'm going to go three-one. Um, I think um, I like I like uh, Mez has said I think we'll concede probably a goal maybe in the second half or something. But um, yeah, I think we'll be I think we'll be too strong for him. Hopefully, play him off the park. Um, David Luiz to score another in the second half for me I think that arse wipe but yeah that's how I see it going is it um, <laughs> so uh, moving on then to the hot topic um, everyone's favourite uh, segment of the uh, of the Arsenal Know Better podcast uh, I'm going to come to Jay first then uh, is it Arteta or the Hawk for you this week my friend uh, well, it's going to have to be the Hawk for me because um, Arteta he just he looks like a Thunderbirds buddy. <laughs> really? I've not heard him. I've not heard him being called that ever <laughs> by, by anyone. Well, anyway, he this does. Is new, this is new information. It freaks me out because you don't know what's going on behind his eyes. You don't know what he's capable of. You don't know what's in his cellar. It could be a missile. It could be a prisoner or a child. <laughs> So I'm going. For, look, well, we don't go there. I'm going for the hawk. The hawk. Not Wenger. Um, I don't know if you've got anything to add. Who's <clears throat> that? Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, boys. Speaking about Thunderbird coming. Um, uh, I'm yeah. I'm going to have to for the first time and probably the only time on this podcast. I'm going to go with the hawk. Um, and it's quite simply, um, simply men. I don't trust anybody with uh, hair that dark when he's what, 43, 44? So I'm not having it. He's got hair like you, smarty. I'm not having it, mate. So um, oh, for that reason, I used, oh, he was polishing my hair to, just to add the grades, especially now I had not had it cut for bloody months or whatever it is. Uh, Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, similar to Adam. I think I've only been on the main pod three or four times. I've picked, I've picked everybody but the Hawk. I think, but on this occasion, I think he's, um, yeah, I don't really trust him. He's, 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 he's not who he says he is, and I think the Hawk is my favourite because, oh, whilst Arteta probably had a better playing career, 
the Hawks had a better career teaching at school. He's had a better career mopping up sick after kids have thrown up all over his gym. <laughs> after he <laughs> flogged them. Um, Cal? Uh, well, I, it, it's going to have to be nearly a clean sweep for the Hawk, I think, strictly because even though Arteta isn't a mank and he wasn't technically on the blue side like and we're okay with blue but no he was he's a mank for whatever length of time he was there so it's got to be the hawk absolutely yeah um i like the tracy island reference that um that jay came up with there i've never, not heard that one before jay that's that's, that's totally new information original um, well, that's me <laughs> proper og in the house <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um but yeah, um, I think it's going to be a clean sweep for the uh, for the Hawk, uh, the PE teacher and 10-metre swimming badge uh, extraordinaire that he is. Um, I don't know what Arteta has done to land a job at Arsenal. He's in a similar sort of camp as Lampard did with the uh, with the Derby and then the, and then the Chelsea job, and hopefully, um, not to put him out of a job, but yeah, I hope you get fucking sacked soon because you're shit and so is your team. So <laughs> the Hawker Day wins uh, a full house for this evening. Um Go on, go on, Dave. Go on, big Dave. Um, closing comments and chaps. Anything, anyone, anything to add? Uh, not a right lot, to be honest. Just uh, looking forward to the next game, and uh, obviously we'll be uh, we'll be having a Brady and Coke after that one. So don't forget to join us for that. Definitely. Do we have uh, who have we got on this uh, this episode? Do we know yet who's taking this one? I don't know without looking at Gilly's schedule because you know he's. He's in control now. We need to uh, the IT need man. to refer need to refer to the fact sheet yeah, like a young yeah. like a young like a young Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Anyway, like a young like a young Sam. <laughs> Even though I think he's quite a lot older than that Sam, but you know whatever. <laughs> we digress. Uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the Don't Know Better podcast on all our popular uh, audio platforms, and of course our YouTube channel. And uh, if that's it from everyone, then uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks very much. Take care, everyone. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the independently United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at AutoNoBetter with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We've three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.